This week in agriculture, a production of the Red River Farm Network. With a look at markets, I'm Randy Conan. Grain markets ended the week softer. Corn Belt Marketing market analyst Sam Hudson said trade volume was light as traders positioned for the new year. Uh, we know exports have been pretty steady there. The USDA on their final report shouldn't be able to really go backwards on demand by any means. Um, and so that'll put a little bit of sensitivity on the yield, but then we'll go right back to trading that South American weather again. Walsh Trading Market Analyst John Ware said holiday trading volume was just part of the story. A two-way market. The only one that really uh, I saw today that uh, had a clear path uh, was the wheat market, uh, and they went from uh, selling off to a bit of a sideways, but no, not much of a recovery throughout the day. Uh, most of them uh, below their moving averages currently. So uh, we're looking a little sleepy here as we approach the last week of the year. Soybean and Corn Advisor President Michael Cordonier cut his estimate for Brazil soybean production. His latest forecast at 153 million metric tons. That's down 2 million tons from his previous estimate. USDA and CONAB also releasing their updates in the next couple of weeks. Van On and company market analyst Ross Nadwick said the grain markets were under pressure from weather, year-end positioning, just a lack of fresh news. We lost a little bit of momentum in the export arena here uh, the past week, week and a half here, so that didn't help us out either. But largely we also had some farmer selling going into the end of the year, those that wanted to get some more income on, on the books. But ultimately we just don't have that catalyst to really get things fired up right now. And, we're, you know, the other thing that we're losing is that premium, weather premium that we were um, building in over Brazil here for quite a while. Limited news as well. Progressive Ag Marketing market analyst Brian Strom said the cattle market chopped into the close. Both sides have unchanged. Again, a very thin trade. I think uh, you look at the live cattle. We had a stronger cash trade last week. Uh, it looks like cash traded yesterday and, uh, you know, basically $1 to $3 higher. That's offering support. Uh, but the uh, exports are really disappointing. So uh, that's limiting the upside. Uh, feeders are certainly following the direction of the live cattle and and they're up 50 to 70 cents, those deferred contracts up with tri triple-digit gains here. Uh, so, uh, again, we'll see some reports here uh, for the cattle as we move into next month with the semi-annual cattle inventory report, and that'll be interesting. Martinson Ag Risk Management President Randy Martinson said the livestock market uh, saw better market action. Of course, we had a couple of big reports that came out at the end of last week. You know, the cattle on feed report was a little bit negative. The hogs and pigs report was a little negative. Cold storage was a little friendly as we're starting to pull back, uh, pull down some of the stocks in the freezers. But, you know, cattle now are trying, I think, to work their way out of the hole they dug themselves into you know, when they sold off. So we're seeing a little bit of support. Cash has started to come up a little bit. That's helping to support the market. I think the next big thing is the cattle inventory report in January, and that certainly will I think help drive that market. Comstock Investments market analyst Joe Camp said the livestock market saw a mixed trade all week. Well, some follow through early on on these cattle futures. They, that's a continuation of the fade from that uh, cattle on feed re uh, reaction. Uh, you know, it's, it's not referenced as the cattle on fade report for nothing, and it was really a, a bearish report relative to estimates coming in. Uh, but you had the idea that, all right, that's priced in, this uh, look at where the on-feed count is still above a year ago. Placement's a little bit higher than expected, but they're still below a relatively lighter value from a year ago, and that's what I think the trade has seized on here in a more bullish fashion. And that's a look at markets. This Week in Agriculture, I'm Randy Conan. The holidays are upon us and 2023 is drawing to a close. 
From all of us at Wilbur Ellis, we'd like to thank you for your trust and partnership this year. We're truly better together and we're grateful for the opportunity to support the success of your operation. We wish you a happy holiday season filled with joy and we look forward to helping you grow in 2024. Connect with the Wilbur Ellis team in Grand Forks to be set up for success in the new year. Call 701-746-5495 or visit wilburellisagribusiness.com to learn more. This is Don Wick from the Red River Farm Network wishing you the very best of this Christmas season. On behalf of Colleen, Randy, Tyler, Whitney, Ashley, Jay, Dave, and Drew, thanks for listening to the Red River Farm Network. This has been an unbelievable year, and we're proud to be delivering the news, markets, and weather information that our farmers and ranchers depend upon. Once again, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year from the Red River Farm Network. This is a look at news this week in agriculture on the Red River Farm Network. South Dakota Governor Kristi Noem and the Governor's Office of Economic Development is investing $1 million to promote exports. This money will expand the services available through private-public partnership known as South Dakota Trade. According to Mexico's agricultural consultancy, Mexico imported a record amount of grain and oil seeds during the first 11 months of the year. Imports total 37.5 million tons, which is up 9% from one year ago. Corn imports are record high, up 17%. Imports of dried distillers grain into Mexico went up 2%. Wheat imports rose 7%, and barley sales are up nearly 14%. Canola imports increased 32%, and the dried bean business is up by 263%. U.S. and Mexican officials met Wednesday in Mexico City to discuss the border crisis. The United States shut down two rail crossings last week due to the influx of undocumented migrants. After complaints from farm groups, rail traffic resumed Friday afternoon. And in a statement, National Corn Growers Association President Harold Wohl said the reopening of the border crossings is a relief. It was also described as a cautionary tale, saying rail closures can have devastating ramifications for farmers and the economy. In response to the rebel attacks on cargo shipments on the Red Sea, an international naval force was created to defend the vessels moving through this key transportation route. A dozen countries are cooperating with the United States on this maritime task force. The White House has been unable to bring all of its allies into this effort. Saudi Arabia, United Arab Emirates, Spain, and Italy are among the many countries refusing to be a part of it. A high-ranking Indian official has said his government is worried that any alliance with the United States could make it more of a target. The Bank of North Dakota's Livestock Rebuilders Loan Program is, res is responsible for 16,000 head of cattle being added in the state over the past two years. The program has, was developed to strengthen North Dakota's livestock industry after the 2021 drought when beef cow numbers declined by 89,000 head. This loan program closed this past June. There were nearly 200 loans made through local banks and credit unions for a total of $26.5 million. The Bank of North Dakota funded $18.5 million of that total. For the first time, the Chinese government has approved 26 licenses for domestic seed companies to produce biotech corn and soybean varieties. The goal is to become more self-reliant and less dependent on imports from the U.S. and Brazil. Details have emerged from Wednesday's closed-door meeting between the United States and Mexican officials. Mexican President Andres Manuel López Obrador said both sides have agreed to keep border crossings and rail bridges open. This follows the recent five-day closure of the Eagle Pass and El Paso, Texas border crossings. A joint communique 
promotes orderly, humane, and regular migration while being committed to a positive trade relationship. President Joe Biden has extended the suspension of tariffs on European steel and aluminum for two years. Import tariffs of 25% on European Union steel and 10% on EU aluminum were implemented during the Trump presidency. Biden suspended these tariffs in January 22 and replaced them with a tariff rate quota system. The White House said negotiations are continuing. And effective January 16th, the Panama Canal Authority will increase the number of daily vessel transits to 24. That's up from the current limit of 22 pass-throughs. The PCA credits the better-than-expected rains in November and the success of water-saving measures. The Panama Canal restrictions impact all types of vessels, but the weekly USDA grain transportation report said grain shipments are the most affected. During a normal year, close to 40 vessels would move through Panama Canal daily. This has been a look at News This Week in Agriculture. I'm Tyler Donaldson of the Red River Farm Network. If you have farmland and are thinking of selling or would like help negotiating with tenants, Red River Land Company can help. Hi, this is Chris Griffin with Red River Land Company. Our company and its founder, John Botsford, have a long history of helping owners successfully sell their farmland or maintain their farmland through our farm management services. We pride ourselves in being a trusted resource and would be happy to meet with you to formulate a plan to best accomplish your goals for the land. Go to redriverlandco.com to set up a meeting with us today. Red River Land Company, your trusted name in farm real estate. Don't miss the dry bean scene every Friday at 1235 on the Red River Farm Network. Specialty crop markets are special and require more digging than corn, soybeans, and wheat. We do that digging by talking with numerous crop scouts, growers, and processors in the North Harvest region or wherever beans that affect local markets are grown. So follow the dry bean scene every Friday at 1235 on this Red River Farm Network station. The dry bean scene brought to you by the North Harvest Bean Growers Association. This is a look at weather this week in agriculture on the Red River Farm Network. North Dakota Governor Doug Burgum has declared a statewide emergency due to the December 25th through 27th ice storm. Over 20,000 North Dakotans were without electricity. The governor's office reports over 1,400 utility poles were downed in the storm and power lines were snapped, causing millions of dollars of damage. Burgum plans to request a presidential disaster declaration and make the state eligible for federal assistance to pay for the emergency response and infrastructure repairs. Endon lead meteorologist Daryl Richardson says after the most recent storm, the southern Red River Valley is experiencing record amounts of moisture. It's almost three-quarters of an inch more than any other December since 1880s. Um, in climate circles, there's this phrase that's used for like events that are just outside of anything else. The records are such high record beyond anything else, say the 1936 heat wave, the 1936 cold wave. Stuff like that is just unprecedented. It's never happened before that or since that time. I think this December in many ways probably will be, you know, in the Southern Valley and much of Minnesota for the temperatures and then the Southern Red River Valley for rain probably could be listed as black swan events. Over the past week, temperatures were as much as 20 degrees above the average for parts of the upper Midwest and Northern Plains. The drought monitor reports soil moisture conditions improved in parts of western Minnesota, northwest Iowa, and western Illinois. Thirty percent of the winter wheat area is in drought. That compares to 69 percent one year ago. 
The monthly drought update includes continued drought conditions across far northern North Dakota and northern Minnesota. The same situation is being seen in extreme southwestern Minnesota and southeastern South Dakota. South Dakota State University Extension State Climatologist Laura Edwards says the Midwest and especially the eastern Dakotas and Minnesota have seen significantly less snow than we're used to. Edwards expects that trend to continue. That is one part of an El Nino winter where we often see less snowfall than average, particularly in the eastern Dakota region, mostly due to the warmer temperatures, not necessarily because they get less precipitation in general. So um, as far as total precipitation looking ahead for the rest of the winter, it's still kind of a toss-up. Not quite sure uh, either way, wetter or drier, uh, where we'll end up for the winter. Um, And El Nino doesn't really tell us a lot that way. I at least anticipate less snowfall than average, mostly because of the warmer temperatures. NDSU beef cattle specialist Zach Carlson says recent weather is presenting a challenge for producers with weaned calves. It's important to keep a close eye on those recently weaned calves and those that are close to finished weight. We're affecting the amount of energy they need just to maintain themselves for that day. So we're going to increase maintenance energy requirements and they're going to eat less and then they're going to expend more energy working through all that water, that mud. And so it's really kind of a compounding factor there. Trying to provide some level of adequate bedding if you can get at them, right? That's probably a, a difficult part producers are dealing with in providing some kind of cover Uh, or in terms of uh, bedding or or, uh, things along those lines can help with that. Carlson says taking notes of problem areas in pens and weather like this can be helpful for fixing issues in the future. Rainfall is expected to begin this weekend for northern Brazil and continue through next week. World Weather Incorporated says rains will be heavy enough to improve soil moisture in many areas. Southern Brazil and much of Argentina should see a good mix of rain and sunshine over the next two weeks. The wheat and barley harvest pace is expected to pick up between rain showers. This has been a look at weather this week in agriculture. I'm Whitney Pittman on the Red River Farm Network. For over 130 years, Farmers Mutual of Nebraska has been helping policyholders recover from the unexpected. With more than 1,500 independent agents in communities across the Midwest, experience the advantage of insurance kept local for your auto, farm, and home. Visit fmne.com to contact an agent for a quote today and experience the difference of insurance kept local. Farmers Mutual of Nebraska, always alongside you. Early mornings, late nights, rain, snow, sunshine. It's the rhythm of the day for the American farmer and rancher. We get it. The Red River Farm Network is here to help you make informed decisions for your farm. We're proud to deliver farm news, markets, and weather to the innovators and decision makers. Join farm broadcasters Don Wick, Randy Conan, Whitney Pittman, and Tyler Donaldson for the news that impacts your bottom line. The Red River Farm Network is reporting agriculture's business.